Trekkeek is proud to have Fansets as our presenting sponsor. Stay tuned for release information and a special discount code good on your next order at Fansets.com. Fansets. Our pins have character. Hi, this is Nana Visitor, Major Kira Norris from Deep Space Nine, and you are listening to the biggest little show this side of the Gamma Quadrant, the Trek Geeks Podcast with Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. the party planning committee meeting room at Podfleet Command. It is the biggest little show this side of the Alpha Quadrant, the flagship of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. For the 300th time, this is the Trek Geeks Podcast. I'm your co-host, Bill Smith. Welcome, one and all. We are thoroughly excited you're here. Uh, buddy, I don't I don't have an insult for you this week. I have nothing but love. That's... For the 300th time, welcome Dan Davidson. Thanks, buddy. It is so great to be here back in this chair recording. And, and it, it's it's one thing to be back in the chair recording after we've had a break that we've been on for the last several months. But it means even more that it's for this 300th episode of the Trek Geeks podcast. It's unbelievable. I still can. I, here's a little bit of bit trivia that came up in my memories today. Yeah. It was six years ago today that we released our 100th episode. How Which about all- that? Which also means six years ago today that we debuted our Trek Geeks Delta. There you go. Which has yep. been the, the the symbol of this podcast yep. ever since episode 100. So uh, six wow. years. We're both wearing it right now. It's on your wall we behind are. you. Yep. It's on the wall in front of me. Uh, it's become the the representation of our network. Amazing. Um, and it's 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 a heck of a time to be a Trek Geek, Dan. It really is. And who would have thought years and years ago, you know, the famous story that we tell when you said, hey, uh, I'm thinking about doing a Star Trek podcast. You you interested in doing it with me? And I'm like, no. What's a podcast? And here we are recording 300, buddy. Congratulations. It was your idea. It has been such a great time. And I look forward to everything we got coming down the road after this one. You know, it's amazing because we started this journey. We were men in our 40s. Um <laughs> That was a long time ago. Early to mid forties, and now we are approaching our mid fifties. Eighties. Um, yeah, it may as well be. <laughs> the way I felt when I got out of bed this morning, my yeah. work. Um, you know, I, I hatched. I had the idea nine years ago. Yeah. You it know, took a year for you to talk me into it. It really did because <laughs> you were a giant stick in the mud. <laughs> I'm just a dummy too. So I, the, well, <laughs> I was trying to be nice. It's true. Oh, it was. It was me. It was all me. I'm a dummy. I didn't say you were a dummy. Dummy. Oh, thanks, Tommy. <laughs> no, it, it really is a special. It really is a special thing here to be doing this with you for so long, Bill. Um, and 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 I mean it when I said a minute ago. It means so much to be back doing this now, and for it to be this this landmark episode, it really means a lot to me. So uh, I'm looking forward to a great discussion. 
Well, we haven't been here the longest. We haven't put out more episodes than anybody. Yeah. We're, you know, not, uh, uh, we're number two to mission log. It's the joke that we always like to, <laughs> to say, but, um, you know, I, this podcast has always been Star Trek through the lens of our friendship. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we're only at episode 300 tells me that we got, we got a hell of a long way to go, buddy. And it's going to be a great ride. We really do. We have, you know, how many hours are there of Star Trek? Over 800 episodes and movies and all that stuff. And we're only at episode 300. Oh, God. You know, the funny thing was when I was starting to talk you into this idea, you said, well, <laughs> this would get pretty old pretty quick. I mean, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? And at the time, I said, dude, there are over 700 episodes of Star Trek. Yeah. If you did one episode for each one, including the movies, there's 700 episodes right there. And that's when I think the light dawned, yeah. you know, on Marblehead for you. And, and we're um, not even halfway there yet. If we were right. looking at those numbers. We haven't even done <laughs> half of the episodes. Yeah. Amazing. Adventure because we haven't even done a quarter of them. I, uh, I don't know math much, even though it's good. Math is good. Yeah. It's not hard, but it's hard for me. But that was the point when I, I think you really started to evaluate the concept. I did. And say, yeah, maybe we really could do this. Yeah. And and the thing that I've always been extremely grateful to the listeners and to you for your your tutelage in all of this and and making it work and and we've had such a great time is you said when we started this, when you finally talked to me, he goes, No, Dan, just just to let you know, a lot of podcasts don't make it past their tenth episode. If if they're not popular, they're not gonna keep going. And after ten, if you're doing more than ten, you're doing pretty good. Look where we are right now. And I can't help but be humbled by that because it's not us. I mean, I mean, people, you know, we just sit here and talk. It's the people that listen and continue to to want to listen to us. And it's it really is a, a humbling experience. And I'm just glad to be able to do it. Well, you know, people have asked me, you know, why why do I think that that Trek Geeks has been around as long as it has? Because like like I've said before, it's really just any two idiots talking about Star Trek. Yeah. Um, but that's, I, I think it's because people feel like they're part of the conversation. Yes. They're a fly on the wall. And that's really, you know, if you look at the podcasts that are the most successful, you feel drawn in like you're a part of it, like you're in the room. Like these conversations that you and I have are just like the ones we have at the bar at STLB. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, when we were commuting to work together in the car. Or when we just get together and talk, you know, online. Yeah. Not for the podcast. Um it really is kind of that insight into who we are and what our friendship is. So uh, it could be other stuff. It, it could be the yucks. It could be your, your farkisms. Well, but really, I think it's because people feel <laughs> like, like they're a part of it. I absolutely agree with that. One of the things that, you know, we always talk about, it's, it's the, you know, Star Trek through the lens of our friendship. And, and what, what you get here with us with the with the yucks and the and the insults back and forth and even though we're best friends those insults are part of our a part of our everyday that's what we do that's our friendship if you're listening to and no offense to those who were part of it but if you're listening to NPR people just talk on and on with no emotion about what's going on in their subject it's not going to last. It's not going to, it's not, we have a great time. We have fun. And I think that we can bring in the audience, which we do a lot to make it more fun. And that's why I think we have enjoyed it as long as we have. And is and is for 300 episodes. Well, that's why I do it. The NPR bit. Exactly. In the outtake. Yeah. Um, I, the very right, first Dan. time I did it was when you did coconut <laughs> for the first time, which I think is episode 15. Um, so there've almost been 300 episodes of coconut, Dan. That's beautiful. Not quite. That's beautiful. Um, 
we still need to go back and figure out exactly when the Farkism started. I have a spreadsheet that I keep, and I don't think I started it when I started Farkism. So I think the spreadsheet is late. So yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to figure that out. But. And by we, I mean you. And they're all awesome. Don't you know? Don't don't let anybody fool you. They're all great. No, they're not. They're, <laughs> it's been a couple. They're, good they're, they're terrible. <laughs> Your face is terrible. Hey, we even have a Farkism channel on Patreon now. Thank you very much. So I'm just gonna put that out there. I didn't yeah. do it. I didn't create it. Uh uh-uh. uh. It was suggested. It was the people wanted it. So, yeah. There you go. I th- Fark might have created it, actually. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I think he did, actually. Uh, think about it. I have to have a meeting with HR about that. <laughs> um, speaking of meetings, yes. um, Dan, it's time you and I did a little business with America oh. um, and talk about our friends at Fansets right after this. Dan, we've been doing it for years now, mm. and we're going to keep doing it yep. because we always want to take this moment to thank our friends at Fansets for being the presenting sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Yeah, we sure do, man. It's been a long time since we've had the opportunity to talk about Lou and John and, and the whole team over at Fansets. Uh, but just because we've been away doesn't mean that they have slowed down with their awesome line of Star Trek pins. No, not at all. You know, they continue to release amazing new pins all the time. And here's just a few examples of the latest works of art that they have released. The Picard Finale Gold Delta is now available in magnetic and pin form. Both versions of the Ensign TNG Delta, yeah, that's right, there were two of them, which I did not actually realize until they were released by fansets. They're both available in magnet and pin form. And the universe of Trek pins continue to impress with Christine Chapel from Strange New Worlds, as well as Captain Benjamin Sisko from, of course, Deep Space Nine. And anyone who knows me knows that I love the line of mini Deltas, because you can put them on your tie or put them on your lapel or whatever. You can get the Bajoran mini pin, the Section 31 Delta mini pin, the Strange New Worlds Delta Mini Pin and the Motion Picture Delta Pin right now. The Mini Delta Pin. Don't forget that Mini. It's very important. Right now, get them all at fansets.com, Bill. I just want to draw one clarification. Hmm. It's the Acting Ensign acting TNG ensign. Delta. Correct. The did one that Wesley that? wore. Yes, Wesley's Acting Ensign. I did I I did not put that in the typo in the in the copy. So of course I didn't say it because I only read what I write. Because Wesley did wear two different versions of that comm badge. So, yes. uh, but, and I'm going to own both of them. I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there. And Dan, um, you read off a whole bunch of pins. That is quite the list. But you know, that's not all. Since we last recorded, Fansets has released a ton of new pins. So you know what I'm going to say, folks. Get on over to fansets.com. Check out all the pins that Dan mentioned, plus all the other great new pins, and put them all in your cart. That's right. I said all. A-L-L all. And at checkout, be sure to enter the special discount code TREKGEEKS for 10% off your entire order. That's TREKGEEKS in all capital letters with no spaces. And of course, don't forget, when you spend more than $30 on fansets.com, you'll automatically get free shipping in the United States. I like that. All of them. I thought that was great. A-L-L. Yes, absolutely. Fansets. Our pins have character. And we thank our friends at Fansets for being the presenting sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. So as we get back to talking about being around for 300 episodes, because mm. 
I think uh, there's really nobody I like to talk about more than me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was unexpected and quite funny. <laughs> it's very Brent Spiner. She talks about how yes. in, in Picard he gets to work with his favorite actor himself. <laughs> um, I, I think the thing that has surprised me the most about this journey is that I thought it would be a hobby. <laughs> um, and it really has become a part of my existence. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a part of, it's a part of our lives through it. We've, you know, we've created a charity effort with, with John Billingsley and the Hollywood food coalition. And in two telethons, we've raised, uh, around $200,000 for that mm -hmm. amazing organization. Yep. You know, we've, we've, we've tried to advocate the concept of trectivism, um, and something we will continue to do over time. You know, I, I don't want to talk about legacy building in only 300 episodes, but I think that that is probably the thing that stands out the most. Um, and when I say that I, I used to think this was a hobby, that's because I gave up my other hobby to do this, which was golf. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm probably spending a lot less. Yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> but it's it's far more um, rewarding and enriching. Absolutely. I mean, uh, we've talked about it before. We're able to to give back. You know, we sit here and record episodes and, and we have a great time, but then we're able to do things that we did with Jonathan Frakes first when we did Feeding America, and then with John Billingsley and all of his team and people over at Hollywood Food Coalition. We're able to give back to the community through what we do here, sitting behind these microphones talking Star Trek. And I think that's one of the most fulfilling and satisfying parts about doing Trek Geeks is over the course of 300 episodes, yeah, it's great. We've had great conversations. We've been very excited to welcome Star Trek actors to the show, and it's it's really been fun to go to Hollywood for premieres and red carpet events, but then we're doing things that really mean something and giving back to the community and raising money for people that are less fortunate. And it's all under this Star Trek umbrella because it's the universe that we love so much. And I can't think of anything more gratifying than that aspect of what we do here on the show, man. You know, I think that that part of it was always one of my goals, whether I stated it or not, mm -hmm. um, because I, because I, I feel like it's it's important to do something with these microphones. Um, once we built an audience, I knew that it would be important for us to use them in a responsible way. Mm -hmm. What's the old Spider-Man line? With great power comes great responsibility. And not that yep. we have great power, but our microphones have great power. You know, people access their fandom through Star Trek podcasts and they enhance it through Star Trek podcasts. So it made sense to me that we should use these microphones to, you know, maybe not insult each other all the time, but possibly to do good things for people who need it. Exactly. Is um, people have asked me, you know, where do I, what are my goals for the future with Shrek Geeks? And I, I don't know how to answer it. Um, because I don't want to say we've done everything we've set out to do because we haven't. No, not. Um, but I don't know what the new goal is because, um, one, I'm having too much fun. And two, um, I think the goal that we've gotten to is is pretty damn important. It is very important. I think it's important that we don't have a goal, to be honest with you. Because if you have a goal and then you reach it, then what? Um, so I look at it as we don't have a goal. We're, we've always said we're going to do this until we don't like doing it anymore. And to be honest, 
when is that ever going to happen, buddy? I mean, it's Star Trek. It's us having a great time. It's us helping by doing the different um, money raising events that we have done over time. And we've done stuff out in Vegas to raise money for 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 animals. And we've done the stuff for Hollywood Food Coalition and Feeding America. And and we were going to do a great one here in New Hampshire before the pandemic hit to raise money um, for uh, for dogs um, for the. Um, Grand State, uh, Grand Dog, State Recovery. Dog Recovery. Um, so that's something that we're always going to do. We're always going to look for ways that we can give back uh, to communities um, with the Star Trek logo, so to speak, and the Star Trek brand, because that's what we love so much, and, and it's, it's what we enjoy doing. So I don't want to say we have a goal, but if we had to have one, I'll say we just keep doing this forever. Is there anything... I'm going to put you on the spot because I love to do yeah. that every now and then. Okay. Um, because you never see it coming. Is there anything we haven't done as part of the show um, that you would like to do in the near or distant future? Either one. Um, putting me on the spot, I can't really think of one off the top of my head. Although if I had to be honest, we're going to be doing one thing that I've wanted to do and that's do a live podcast. We've never done a live one. And um, we are going to be doing a live one this year. We were going to, we thought about doing it um, when we were, we just talked about the New Hampshire event in Concord that we were going to do a couple of years ago. We were going to do it then, but um, we're going to do one this year. Uh, it's going to be the first live. And, you know, it's like those shows that they used to do on NBC where they have live shows. Who knows what can go wrong? And chances are things are going to go wrong. It's going to go wrong, but it's going to be live. It's going to be awesome and it's going to be fun. <laughs> well, we'll mention it now because um, the, the video will be out there by the time this goes out. Yes. Um, as part of Fan Geeks Party 2023 in Las Vegas during the convention. So this will be Friday, August 4th at 8 p.m. Las Vegas time at Millennium Fandom Bar. Yes. You and I will actually be recording a live episode of Trek Geeks with special guests before a live audience. A, li a live audience full of people that are eating and drinking Star Trek food and drink and cheering us on or booing you um but it's still hey. gonna be it's still gonna be great and uh we all we already know we can say it now because we talked about it in the video that's that's out there uh we already have two guests lined up we're gonna have the wonderful uh john billingsley and uh from enterprise and bonnie gordon uh from star trek prodigy who were the amazing hosts of of trek talks too so they're gonna be back yeah. again um and it's gonna be a great night it's gonna be a lot of fun and so yeah that is one thing that i've i've wanted to do and and we're doing it we're doing it. <laughs> We're doing it. I never imagined we'd do it at a bar. No. And that's probably um, a good thing because I'll have a couple drinks in me by then. So I'll be right. Oh, that's the goal. <laughs> um, I, I think I, as I initially envisioned it, you know, back when we were going to do the charity fundraiser for Grand State Dog Recovery, it would be in a theater. Yeah. I still would really love to do a theater show. I've got a great idea for a theater show with a certain Star Trek person that I got to I got to start working on and and seeing if we can pull off because I'd like to do it here in New Hampshire and I think it would be for a great cause um, and uh, more on that later. I was still even if that doesn't happen, yeah, I still would like to do a theater show. Okay, um, because it, it's a different vibe, absolutely than a bar. Yep, um, I feel like we could do some really interesting stuff. Um, you and I had planned a musical number for the theatric, the That's theater right. based show. I forgot um, about that, which we will save until we do one mm -hmm. um, because that one will not happen in Vegas. Oh boy. No, <laughs> um, but there would actually be a musical number with you and me, mm -hmm. um, which I still love the idea of. I think it'd be great. Uh, I, we, we, we talked about it. You, you, you were taking lessons and it's going to be fun. 
maybe for the, uh, maybe as we get to the 10th year of Trek Geeks, we'll look at that um, because we'll need some separation <laughs> from all the crap. <laughs> we'll be separated by then. <laughs> uh, speak for yourself. Yeah, okay. um, but I, I, I would definitely like to do that. I would like to get to more conventions Yeah, to meet people as mm-hmm. Trek Geeks, yep. not just as, um, you know, ran, rando attending a, a con. Right. Um, I think that would be great, whether they're regional ones or, or whatever. If I don't, they ever happen again. Oh, they happen now. I mean, <laughs> you know, there's the Shoreleaf Con down on the uh, the Mid-Atlantic coast. You know, there's a bunch of them all over the country. I will never want to do San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, gosh, no. That's that's like ridiculous. I know I, I jokingly met the, the official one, but there are so many other non-official ones that are great. And every week, my, my Facebook feed is just full of all the, all the ones taking place in specific weekends and all the great Star Trek actors and actresses that are going to be there. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're out there. You know, we got to cross off being a guest at an official Star Trek con. We did mm-hmm. Mission Chicago last year. Yep. Um, that was on my list. Yes. Of things I always wanted to do. We were invited guests of the convention. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I don't want to say awesome. like that, that was like a feather in, in my cap, but I wore that like a badge of honor. It was and, great. And uh, I was, I was pretty damn proud of it for us. Mm-hmm. For me, I was like, <laughs> yeah, because of the convention, <laughs> because I mean, I've been going to Star Trek conventions, you know, probably as long or, or maybe not as long as some people listening. Yeah. Um, you know, it's since I was, you know, a much younger lad. Um, and it was, it was a long time ago then. It was. I had <laughs> always hoped that the con would be Vegas. Yeah. We did get our Vegas ticket punched last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, we were supposed to be invited guests to the Vegas con. We were, in fact. Yep. Um, but we got moved to the Roddenberry stage due to the weird setup at Bally's. Oy. That was yeah. Um, but Had still. a great time up there. That was one of the best times we've ever had at Vegas that stumped the geek. It was fantastic. Um, which Billingsley crashed, which was amazing. <laughs> Bad knee and all. Literally crashed. Bad knee and all. He really <laughs> stares off to the other side. The dude tried to crawl up on the stage. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You're already old. <laughs> um, you know, we've appeared on, you know, nationally broadcast uh, news outlets like Scripps right. News to, mm-hmm. to talk about very Star Trek things thanks to one of our uh, one of our great listeners, Brian Donlin, who's a producer for them, uh, has been kind enough to invite us. Um, uh, you know, we've we've been able to to do a whole bunch of things simply just because we're two nerds who sit behind microphones. Right. Yep, and that's not lost on me. No, it really is. I mean, look at that. Look at how you know thirty years ago, where it was. It was bad to be a Star Trek fan. You were, you know, the nerd, the geek. That was a negative connotation. Yeah. One of my favorite shirts that I wear now, as often as I can, it's a picture of the Enterprise with the word nerd under it. It is my favorite shirt. I love it. And I'm I'm proud of it. And that's something that is not lost on me uh, at all as to how this fandom has evolved over the years into what it is now. And, and to be able to talk about it every week or when we can, <laughs> now that we're back, um, <laughs> is not lost on me. I mean, it really is something that I don't take for granted at all. No. And I mean, it, I try to, I try to be mindful of the folks who listen to this with every decision we make. You know, it's not just we get together and do what we want to do. As, as hard as this may seem to believe, there's a lot of planning that goes into oh, yeah. doing an episode of Trekkies. Yep. Um, 
And not only do we want to have a conversation that we're going to enjoy, but we want to have a conversation that you're going to enjoy if you haven't already tuned out. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you say something? No, no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a it's the fly, I think buzzing by me or, or some alien moving at a hyper fast speed. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it, I, I don't want to say it's, I'm like, I'm not saying this to garner pity by any means or sympathy, but it takes a lot of work to put out a podcast episode. Yeah, it does. Um, and I love every second of it. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's always been something that, um, not only is it something to be proud of, it, it, it's, it's an accomplishment and I, I'm going to give you all the credit in the world, man. It takes a lot to put out an episode. It takes a lot to run a network. And I will say that you are the guy that does like almost everything. Um, and it makes me feel kind of bad sometimes that you, that you do as much as you do. Um, and you should be very proud of, of, of what has come, uh, over the past, uh, several years with, with the Trek Geeks podcast network. We have a great group of people who we all, we love every single one of them so much for all of the hard work and dedication that they put into each and every one of their shows. But there has to be a giant machine where all the cogwheels are working to get all of that stuff done and out on time. And you, my friend, are the main cogwheel. So um, that is something that you should definitely wear as a feather in your cap because you make it all look so smooth. Well, um, that's because somebody's got to do it. Hmm. Um, you have Slack and a keyboard. Anytime you want to tell me to do something, you just go right ahead. Uh, I'll tell you to do something. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you called me a slacker there for a second. I was like, no, what? no, <laughs> no. Ed, we use the, 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 uh, yes. the collaboration tool Slack, Slack. to communicate within yes. the network, yep. um, you know, and, and do stuff. And it's, it's made our lives much easier, way easier in yep. communicating with everybody and getting, you know, info to and from shows. Yep. Um, it's when we first started that didn't exist right. or at least it wasn't available. Um, but Dan, I, I think what I want to do now is, you know, we've talked about our Patreonicals many times. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the amazing folks who support us and have for years now, um, I have a series of questions from them. Oh boy. Um, all about, uh-huh. you know, being on this journey of 300 episodes. Okay. And the first one is from our great friend, Helen Reed. Um, fantastic patriarchal. And she asks, how did the Farkism start? And what was the very first Farkism? I, I could be wrong on this. I think the first Farkism was just a simple one, something along the lines of the Fark of Gideon. I'm not 100% sure, but I want to say that that was maybe the first one. How they came about, I have no idea. (laughs) I really don't. I think because, you know, we were so happy to be able to use five-year mission music, and we had been talking with Fark um, a lot, and... He's just such a cool guy, and I'm not just saying that to blow smoke and, and try to earn points with him. He's such a fun guy. We had such a great time whenever we have the opportunity to be with him in person, which is extremely rare. Um, but the times that we've talked to him, we've had him on the show. We had the whole the whole group on the show um, before they became part of the network, and I I don't know how it came about. It just did. And it, it took off, it, you know, we just were getting, you know, letter, fan mail, fan mail after fan mail about keep them going, Dan, keep them going. I'm just kidding. That never really happened. Um, but um, it was just something that that caught on. And and your reaction to them every week made me want to do them more and more. And 
I've, I am not even joking. I'm gonna, as we talk here, I'm going to try to pull it up if I can really quickly. I have a spreadsheet of all the ones that we've done for, I don't know how many years. I did not start it when we actually, when I actually started doing Farkisms. But as I look at this right now, it's 47 pages long. <laughs> 47. It's 40. Uh, I'm seeing, uh, oh, wait a minute. Nope. It's still loading. So it was at oh, 47, but it's still bad. going now. But it's, I mean, I'm going to scroll as we talk. I'm going to see if I can get down to the bottom as, as we're talking about it. But it's already up to 61 pages right now and it's still going. But the first one that I have listed on this spreadsheet is from June 7th of 2016. And it's a very simple one. They get, they've gotten more and more complex as time has gone on. But it says, bunch of musicians all cramped and milling around. The Fark of Gideon. That's the first one I have in the spreadsheet. So, and that's only two months into the podcast. Yeah. So Isn't maybe it? it was. Maybe it was around that. The next one was a Shaggy Mike Rittenhouse boring through stone. Devil in the Fark. <laughs> oh God, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's so yeah, terrible. Yeah. It's it is the will of Patrick. Peace and joy to you, friend. The return of the Farcons. I mean, they're just they're just. Well, let's not oh. read through the greatest hits because I already <laughs> want to puke. Fark's brain. Um. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So I. That's that. Uh, John Dean, another great friend of ours, asked. Oh yes, who has been your favorite guest? Who would you love to have on? And what's your future vision for Pod Fleet Command five to ten years down the road? And is there any way listeners can help make that a reality? Boy, I know it's he's kind of filibustering there, but wow. we hit them all. Uh, who's been your favorite guest? Andy Robinson was so amazing because it was one of the first big names that we got. Um, right after that or right before that, we had Nana. Those were always two great ones. Um, Jonathan Frakes was amazing because that was video because we were actually doing a, an event uh, for Feeding America, and that was great as well. Um, it's it's hard it's hard to really choose who the who who the favorite is. Um, those are the ones that have always stood out, not so much because of who they were, but for the conversations that we had with them. I think that's a very important distinction. You could have the best star in the world, but if the conversation's garbage, then it's then what the heck? It's no it's no fun. Um, yeah. And those were conversations that I thought were just just fantastic. Um, what about you? Who's your favorite? I I've been thinking about this. I have to say we've had a lot of a amazing. lot of amazing guests. Yeah. I mean, like too many to count, quite mm-hmm. frankly. Um, I have to say Doug Jones has probably been my oh, favorite guest. So great. Yep. Because he was just, he's the Doug that you get every other time. Mm-hmm. And plus, um, he, he was incredibly complimentary to us off mic, yeah. um, which really kind of blew me away. Um, so personally, and both for the podcast, I'd have to say Doug Jones. Who would you love to have on, Dan? Oh, boy. Realistically. Um, let's be realistic about it. I would I would love to talk to Sir Patrick Stewart. I mean, he's just such a legend. He did such a great job with with what happened with Picard's final season. It was just everything I could have ever hoped for. Um, and although the character has never been one um, that has been a favorite of yours through the years, or mine for that matter, but later in life I've grown to appreciate him more as an actor and especially his character, I would love to have a one-on-one conversation or a two-on-one conversation with John Delancey. I just love what he did in Picard with Q. Um, I think he's a fantastic actor. I loved him in Breaking Bad. Um, and, you know, any guy who can, who can you know, join a, a fundraiser from his boat in the Pacific Ocean is pretty cool. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Um, who would I love to have on? Um, 
initially I might have said that list was Jerry Ryan, but she's technically been on the show. She's been on, yeah. Because yep. she was on, uh, she was our headliner on Truck Talks. Yep. Uh, the first telephone. I would have said Anson Mount, but yep. technically he's Adam. been on. Bacula. Um, <laughs> no, I wouldn't have said it. No. <laughs> um, I'm going to, I'm going to take a slightly different uh, turn at this. I would love to have Melissa Navia on this show. Oh yes. The Strange New Worlds. Absolutely. Partly because I love Ortegas, partly because I've developed quite an appreciation for Melissa as a person, especially mm-hmm. online. Yes. Um, and how she has embraced Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I mean, like she gets it, man. She totally gets it. And I, I, I feel like she's one of us. I really, I agree with that a hundred percent. It is, it has been both heartbreaking and uplifting at the same time to watch her share her personal struggle with losing her husband, um, at the time of filming strange new worlds. And for her to be out there sharing that with us and telling everyone how doing the show was something that helped her get through it. And you're right. She has become a huge fan and she kills it every episode on Strange New Worlds. That's a great pick. I would love to get her on the show to talk to her because she really she's inspiring. She really is. She really is. Yeah. Uh, what's your future vision for Podfleet Command five to ten years down the road? And is there any way listeners can help make that a reality? Um that's that's a lot harder. I think that we, we talked a little about what we want to do, but future vision, um, one, we're going to keep doing what we're doing, period. There are some things that we may experiment with down the road, but the best way listeners can help make it a reality is to just keep listening. Right. You know, tell your friends about Trek Geeks, share the episodes, um, you know, interact with us. Um, i that really is it because it's, it's the audience that it, it, the listeners in the audience are the reason why we do these things to start with. Absolutely. Um, I, I talked about it earlier. I don't, I don't want to set a goal for the network or for the, sh- or for the show for that matter. Um, I want us to have the same type of amazing, wonderful audience that we do now in 10 years. Um, that would be something that I would, I would cherish. Um, nothing lasts forever, but boy, in 10 years to still be, to still be having the listeners that we do and the, and the support that we do and the friends that we do based on what we've been talking about on a week to week basis would be something that I would, I would, I would cherish. And so what can, what can they do to help that? What you just said, just keep listening. Yep. That's it. That's all. It's not hard. Put your head on and, and say, wow, Davidson's an idiot. Just like he is every week or Bill's doing great. Just like he does every. Those are the things they actually say. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. Episode, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, everybody that listens is a part of this journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and the best way that you can help make it a reality is to, to still be there. Yeah. Um, Dan, our good friend, the always on time, Christina Werther asks, what future cosplays do you have planned? Oh boy. I'll tell you what. I talked about John Delancey a minute ago. I would love, love, love to do a cosplay of Q from Picard season two. That black suit that he wore with like the, I, I want to call it a turtle brooch, but it's not a turtle, but it reminds me of a turtle. That shiny ascot thing that he's got and the jacket that has a high pointed tip in the back. He looked damn good uh, in in uh, Picard season two, the old Q that we came to know in that season. Um, I've got the goatee for it. I would just have to get a wig to get the 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 white uh, hair, but I think I could pull that one off. It wouldn't be difficult to do, but I would uh, I would love to do that one. I, really I haven't would. seen you with hair since 1997. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, thanks. Um, and it's it's. Oh, I just shaved it the other day, so I don't have any right now either. Um, I would love to do um, Admiral Thanos again at some point. That was just a cosplay mashup that I had never seen before, and Thanos is like my all-time favorite um, non-Star Trek character. Um, I had a blast with it. The, the, the girl who did the makeup for me was fantastic. And I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun doing that. Of course, Galt could show up at any time because that's just, you know, I got, I got my own Galt pin for God's sake. It's the (laughs) Dan Galt (laughs) from fan. I I jokingly call it fat Galt, but you have actually dropped a whole ton of weight. So I can't really call it that anymore. Thank you. Yes. I I put a little bit back on in the last month and a half with everything. You and me both. uh, but uh, I'm, I'm working on getting that taken care of, and I'm going to. But, uh, yeah, those are the, uh, the ones I've done and the ones I would like to do. How about you? Anything in mind? No, cosplay's not really not my thing. I know it's not, yeah. No. You could do a Gorn. You don't even have to dress up. So Vikram Bhatt sends us a question. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right a lot. Um, and, and here we go. I'm assuming that when you started off your podcast, you were simple Star Trek fans with no connection to any Star Trek actors or the company. That's a fact, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, now when you're interviewing or interacting with the actors, you both seem very natural and composed. Was there a time when you felt starstruck or giddy before interviewing an actor or someone from the Star Trek team? How did you overcome it and reach the level of comfort that you have now? Uh, can I take this one first? Yeah. Um, there is no level of comfort. I still get nope. giddy and star tru- starstruck, Vikram. Um, it sounds like we're not, partly because we're we're trying to do an interview and not sound like fanboys, right? Um, but I I still get a little nervous every time we talk to somebody from Star Trek because largely I don't want to mess it up. Yeah, I. I could not say that any more uh, perfectly than you just did. Every single time we have someone coming on the show who has not been on before, or even who has been on before, I'm a giddy fangirl. And it is it takes everything for me to not show that <clears throat> during the interview because we do want to be professional with these people. I mean, they're they're taking their time out of their day to talk to us, and we want it to be an intelligent conversation. And I got to say, that's something that I'm very proud of. Is a, is almost every time we've had somebody on, they're like, "Wow, that's a really good question," or "I haven't really thought of that before." So it's been great. But I spend a ton of time with every guests that we're going to have on right trying to write up a great intro for them which they all seem to to enjoy and i take it very seriously because it's great to be have these people on to share their memories from when they were on various shows um but don't for one second think that on inside i'm not going oh my god (laughs) because i am (laughs) yeah yeah let me give you an example anytime that i'll i'll get in touch with somebody and i'll get a response and say yeah let's do it i will immediately text bill in all capital letters with a like a squee at the end or something like that because that's what i do that's 100 percent true yeah um yeah it's i think that no matter how long we do this podcast for there's not going to be a time where we don't feel like starstruck fanboys Unless Billingsley comes on again, but that's neither here nor there. Well, that's just like <laughs> welcoming a friend back, you know? Exactly. Um, yeah. It's, I, the first time though, there was a little star. Oh, darkness. it was. Yeah. And it, it, it always is. I mean, I mean, these people are, these people made the, the, the stories that we love and, and continue to love and will always love. So to not be starstruck, starstruck by them, something's wrong. And, yeah. um, yeah, it, it doesn't matter who it is. It's it's they've been all fantastic. Well, Dan, uh, the next question is from Adam, the intern. 
Oh, um, okay. Adam Sanders, work, of finally. course, who's a patriotical. <laughs> um, I first met him at Northeast TrekCon a few years yes, back. That was very fun. Um, a f- fantastic quality guy and a great friend of ours. Yep. Um, Adam says, we've all watched most episodes multiple times. As you've gotten older and experienced more in life, which episode affects you differently now than they originally did? For me, it's The Visitor, he says. Oh, The Visitor always struck me, of course. Um, it struck me when I first saw it. It's, it strikes me. It, I don't know if it strikes me differently. Maybe older, I, I can understand the older Jake portion of it a little bit more. That's a hard one. Um, I want to say, is where is this is going to sound? Because you have talked me into checking out episodes that I have not liked in the past. Yeah. Up the long ladder's got a lot of meaning when you really watch it and 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 uh, and and, and uh, move along home. Excuse me, uh, move along home has a lot more meaning if you really sit and and think about what's going on. Yeah. And it's not as bad as everybody thinks. And I got to say, if there's one that makes you think hard and you can get really emotional, Twilight. Twilight is just one of those almost perfectly written episodes. Um, that really makes you appreciate uh, your things in life. Uh, that's one that's that's that means a lot. So probably more to me now than it ever did when it first came out. I I can appreciate that. For me, it's the Voyager episode night. Um, simply because I mean, it it, it deals a lot with Janeway's mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get the Captain Proton bit and and all that stuff, but um, Janeway has essentially sequestered herself away. Um, because she's not in a good place. Yeah. And at the time, I think I first saw it, I was really not in a great place with my mental health. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I was on the verge of doing something terrible. That, that's not what I'm saying. Um, but I just, I had a lot going on and it was all weighing on me. And that episode really resonated with me when I saw it that time, that second mm-hmm. time since we've started doing the podcast. Right. Um, it helped me see Janeway for the very, complex person that she is. And I gained infinitely more respect for her just as a human being. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our captains aren't fallible or our captains aren't, you know, magical beings. They're human with the exception of Saru naturally, but, um, they, they get affected by things. And night was really one of the first times we actually see that. Yeah. And as a viewer, as a Trekkie, as somebody whose mental health is always a primary concern, that it meant a great deal to me. That's 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 a great example, and and you're absolutely right. And and it is amazing how some of the episodes that might have the slightest idea of a topic can really resonate with with a lot of people in different ways. So that's kind of cool that 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 one uh, hit you the way it did as an adult. Yeah. Well, I was an adult both times, just a grayer one. Don't joke with anybody. You're not an adult now. That's true. Uh, <laughs> Dan, the gracious and wonderful Connie Hutchins. Connie Hutchins. How you doing, Connie? Oh, so Connie Hutchins, Irish. gracious and wonderful. Um, <laughs> asks this question, a Star Trek dinner party, and you can each have two guests from the franchise, alive or dead. Who would you pick and why? I would pick, my first pick would be Doug Jones. 
because he is such a gift to humanity. What you see at conventions, what you see on stage, what you see when he's sitting behind the table signing autographs and hugging you and squeezing your face and pinching your cheeks is the type of person that he is wherever you see him. He is just a great person to be around, and he just brings love and happiness to everything that he does. So he would definitely be one of the people that I would pick. Um Boy, that's a good who I who would I pick for number two? I gotta think about that for a second while you talk about either one or your two. I know my two right off the bat, and I've always yeah. known uh it'd be Leonard Nimoy and Rene Aubergenois. Rene. Just so I could tell him how much I missed them. Yes. Oh. Why'd you have to say it like that, man? Rene. Rene would be my second one. Rene was the character that I um probably love the most in all of Star Trek because he was the person that I wanted to hang out and be friends with because I knew that I could get to be friends with him because he didn't want to be friends with anybody. It seemed on the outside. And I just, I loved his gruff. I loved that, that, that I want to be alone mentality that he had. And I wanted to be the person that would break that and become friends with him. He did become friends with people, but he was always, he was always distant. Um, And Renee did such a, God damn great job with that character. It is something that I will always um, love, and I will always, always, always regret never going up and talking to him at a convention when I had opportunities. Uh, the same with Aaron. Um, you never know when they're going to be gone. So if they're sitting there, that's what they're there for. They're there to talk to the fans. Go up, talk to them. I never yeah. got that chance, and it is something I will regret forever. And they're, they're just people. You know, uh, they may be on TV, but they want to hear from you as much as you want to hear from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to, we're going to tag this as explicit, so I'm not going to worry about bleeping anything, but yeah, I would have to say, I would have to tell Renee, I fucking miss you. Yeah. I, because yeah. he was just such a beacon of positivity it, and kindness and light. Um, and, uh, I, I would, I would say we'll never see his kind again, but we'll never see him. Yeah. I, you know, in that light again. And that's, that's the saddest part. You, there's always certain things or people that leave a mark on you forever. And there are things that happen in history that you always remember what you were doing and where you were. I've talked about this before on the show. I know exactly where I was, what I was doing. The second you texted me and said that Renee had passed away. I was at Disney world at Hollywood studios, talking to a, um, a cast member at a store. Look, and I was looking for a particular thing that I could see online that they had, but I was trying to find it in this particular store. You texted me and I had to tell the woman, I'm sorry. I have to, I just got some bad news. I have to leave. And I went outside on a park bench and started crying. Yeah. I've never met him, never talked to him, never met him. And he, it hit me that hard. That's the, that's someone who is special. Um, and it, it was a very sad day that day and continues to be. Indeed. Well, we're going to continue with another heavy question. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I don't know that Connie intended that question to be heavy, but it turned out that way <laughs> it's just because, um, that's who I am. Uh, but something this question, wrong with the Earth's gravitational pull? Yeah. That's sorry. Right. Sorry. <laughs> uh, this question actually is heavy. And of course, yeah, Dan, one of our most, commented on, listened to, um, impactful episodes is probably the one where, uh, we talk about captive pursuit and what it means. Mm-hmm. And so William Edward M. Jr. asks, Dan has mentioned many times how Star Trek has saved his life, which is always amazing to hear. 
And I second that. I would like to know if the events of that fateful day occurred while Dan and Bill were friends and what Bill's reaction was when he heard what had transpired. Dan, we're also glad you're here with us still and also happy that you had the chance to tell your story to Cole Meaning and Scott McDonald. Live long and prosper. Wow. That's thank a, you, William, for that question. Yeah, thanks, William. That's that's a that's a that's a that's a great thing to say. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um <laughs> it's a little bit it's a little bit awkward and a little bit strange. Um Bill and I were friends before the events of what happened. Um, but based on things that I did, we had gone a while without really seeing each other. Um, and that's, that's of course, no ill will towards you, buddy. No, no, no. Um, no, but let's, I mean, let's, let's be honest about it and call it out. Um, I, I told you to take a hike. Because I treated you like shit. We had had a falling out. Yep. And it, I didn't do it out of anger. Yep. Um, it had to be, it had to be done though. It had to be done. Yeah. And um, I totally respected it. And, and I, I was actually, <laughs> it's funny. You remember things like we were just talked about Renee. I remember where I was when we had that conversation. <laughs> as do I. Yeah. So, um, uh, so yeah, so we did, we, we were friends beforehand. Um, there was a time in between where we had not seen or, or spoken to each other, uh, for several years. And everything that happened with captive pursuit was during that time where he and I were not in contact. Um, so the events of captive pursuit happened. Um, I did not take my own life and I started on a road to recovery. Um, and along that road, just right down the road from my house right now, one night, I just happened to be going to dinner with my lovely bride and who was sitting at a table as we're leaving, but Bill Smith and another good friend, Craig Ewing, and I kind of stopped and said hi and asked how things were going. And that rekindled that friendship that we had lost for a few years because of my own stupidity. So um, I'm glad that that fateful or eventful night took place so that we could uh, start over again. And it's been fantastic ever since. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, in fact, probably better than it ever was before. Yeah. Yep. Um, because I, you and I talk literally every day. Every single day. Um, yep. One of the questions that William had asked was what my reaction was when I heard what transpired. And I, I have to say it was, it was guilt. It was tremendous guilt. Um, because I, I'm better than that. You know, I, I, I don't, I'm going to choose these words very carefully. I don't abandon friends. And to hear that that had happened in hindsight, um, I, I felt tremendous guilt for a long time. I no longer feel that guilt now. Um, but well, at the time it was, it was heavy. I mean, when you hear that somebody is pushed to that point, um, you stop and say to yourself, what could I have done? And yeah, I, I know now nothing, yeah, you know, there's but, nothing I could have done, but you know, it's when you look at it in hindsight, it's easy to say that though. Yeah. Anybody, anybody who knows the situation knows that, that you should, you sure as hell shouldn't have been the person feeling guilt. I should be the one who feels and felt guilt for putting you in that situation. Um, and I'm I'm sorry that you had to feel that guilt because it certainly was not anything that you should have felt. It was it was 100% all on me. And no matter how many times you say yes, but I will say no, but <laughs> so but out. <laughs> it's, um, it's it's I'll tell you what, man. I've said it before, and I will say it until the day I die. Going through that 
time and that and and what I like to call the captive pursuit time. Yeah, yeah. I'll do it. I would do it all again in a second. Go through all of that misery and depression and 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 guilt and feeling that I just was worthless, knowing that I would have what I've got now at the end of that tunnel. And I mean everything. I know, you know, I've always said, you know, I, I would have never met Sue if it wasn't for everything that happened. We would not have started our friendship over again if, if that hadn't happened. Um, I have countless positive things to be thankful for as a result of what happened to me. Um, everything that happened that was negative has been finally uh, resolved. I've received forgiveness from the people that I need to receive forgiveness from. And I have, after 10 years, I was finally able to put it behind me. Um, I, I had learned from it. I continue to learn from it. I do think about it still. Um, but you, you feeling guilt over it is something that I, I just wish I could, I could wipe away. Well, but it was important for me to feel it, right? Because yeah. it told me how important our friendship is. Um, and it made that night at that restaurant, you know, much easier, you know, it's it great. was easier for us to fall right back into where we yeah. were because we were who we were. Right. Um, but anyway, let's, um, let's change it up a little bit here. Ah. Our good friend, John Krikorian, John. the amazing host of the Trek Profiles podcast, which is yes. quite frankly, one of my favorites, Yep. um, asks, what's the biggest Star Trek thing that you disagree about? Which is mm. amazing because you and I agree on a lot of things. We do agree on a lot of things. Um, there's so much talk about Tuvix. <laughs> that's that may not be the biggest thing, but that's the one that comes to mind first off. Really? Yeah. There's so much. There's so much debate and split over that. And I, I'm sorry. I'll always say she did the right thing. I would if it was. If it was, let's say for example. Let's say it was you and I were two different people that got split into one person, and I was the person who made the decision. I would want Bill and Dan back again. We don't disagree on this, though. Yeah. Oh, oh he's asking what we disagree. I thought he meant yeah. just in general. Oh, boy. Yeah, that we um, disagree about. Oh, Because, yeah, man. Janeway straight up totally should have murdered Tuvix. I'm right there. <laughs> um, oh, man. I'm... I, I don't know. I the don't... biggest disagreement that I know of is what is the worst Star Trek movie of all time? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. You say it's Generations. I say it's Nemesis by a long shot. No, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's Generations. Now, I see. I, now, so I, no, we're still going to disagree about that. I just can't. I'm, the, I'm not a fan of Nemesis. Now, I don't, I don't, maybe I don't hate Nemesis now as much because we just had the Picard season three finale uh, and season three. But um, no, I just think Nemesis was terrible. Just so bad. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, if I agreed with you, then we'd both be wrong. Jeez, um, <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> so there, John, um, is, is probably the biggest thing we disagree about. Um, but I mean, that's what, uh, it, it's totally subjective. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it could have been anything. Right. But for us, that just seems to be it. Because for most episodes, we typically agree. Right, we do. There's very few that we have had differing opinions on. Yesterday's Enterprise is one of those. Oh, yes, you, that's you true. You love yeah. it, I hate it. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, yep. That's probably another one. Yeah, that's another um, one you're wrong about, but that's okay. Uh, uh, you like Chekhov. I have always hated Chekhov. I, I wouldn't say that I that I like Chekhov. I just don't dislike him. Does that make any sense? So you're just 
I'm on the fence. Yeah, okay, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, I'm waffling. That's okay. You like Q, I'm just not a fan. Yeah. I love I John like, Delancey, don't get me wrong. And I and I will say I love Q a lot more since Picard Season 2. Even though a lot of people don't like Picard Season 2, I'm not one of those people. I absolutely enjoyed it. But I like what old Q did. I like, did. The, I like what he did in the season. I think we disagree on Picard Season 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think you're a huge fan of. I'm uh, not. I, I, I love the alternate alternative timelines. I love the the skulls and and I just I just thought Delancey. There are elements of it that are fantastic, but yeah. there's no cohesive story. I take it. I take it as not a big deal because because there's so many good parts to enjoy. You're so easy to please. I, yeah, yeah. But Star Trek, I love it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a Jim Morehouse effect that we both fall into over time. <laughs> You and I used to be so critical about things, and now we just love it all. Yep, um, true. That's what happens when you get old. That's true. And then the <laughs> last question I have for now, it comes from our good friend, Charlie Mulvey. Charlie, who always finds a way to to uh, to make things interesting in discussion. Um, and he has set a rule for this question. Oh, boy. Bill has to answer for Dan, and oh. Dan has to answer for Bill. Here it is. Okay. You're both going to have a red shirt cameo in any episode of any series of Trek. Tell us which episode and how each of us goes out. So you tell me what episode and, and how I go out, and I'll tell you what episode and how you go out. Can it be what I would like to have you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, hmm. I, just, and let me ask you this other question. Does it have to be a red shirt that we saw die? Or can it just be like, oh, you were this one, one person who died and this is how you died? Dan, the world is your canvas. I would like you to be the person that gets the hypo spray of that disease that Mirror Universe Garrick has to make your insides <laughs> boil. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Um, Dan, for you. Oh, boy. I, would, um, I wouldn't necessarily give you a red shirt. But I would pin some Vulcaneers on you and make you Commander Sonak in Star Trek The Motion Picture. <laughs> oh, ouch. Just so I could hear um, Janice Rand say, oh, no, they're for me. <laughs> and you never really quite form. Right. Uh, I, I would, you would go out in a transporter accident. And you would go, what we got back didn't live long. Unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, because I would want you to experience. I that know. Yes, quite a while. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so ba- basically, to answer his question, we both die horribly, painfully. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. Well, then we have a special. Extra mm. treat today for the 300th episode. Treats are fun. Um, I love treats. <laughs> treats make me happy. Trick but you treat. know what else makes me happy is voicemails. Yes. Always good. It's it's not often that we get them. Nope. But we did have uh, a, a, a good number of listeners, probably about 10 or so, send in some voicemails to us mm-hmm. on the occasion of our 300th episode, which I thought was really kind of cool. Very cool. And uh, it, it's, nice to, it's nice to get these type of messages. It just... It means a lot to me when, you know, it's one thing for people to take time out of their busy schedule to listen to us. It's another thing for them to take time out of the schedule to record a message to send to us. So these are really special to me. So I really appreciate it to everybody. 
I thought we'd go through these one by one. Mm -hmm. um, I've put them in alphabetical order. Um, so there's no favoritism, you know, we didn't, you know, put anybody else up front or, or purposefully, you know, put somebody at the end. Yes. Um, although there's one that I'd probably just delete. Um, <laughs> wow. I know I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but, uh, first we're going to hear from our friend from Dan under. Yes. Uh, Blake strike. Right. Blake here. Congrats, Bill and Dan on your spectacular achievement of 300 episodes of Trek Geeks. You have built an empire, no, a federation of amazing and talented folks with the most mellifluous tones around. I'm looking forward to the next 300. Kapla! And live long and prosper. Thank you so much, Blake. That is amazing. Uh, Kapla, indeed. Empire. He almost said it. He almost, no, he almost did. He almost <laughs> I did. like it, but I like his correction. Oh, that's really nice. It's always great to hear from uh, somebody who's like literally a world away. <laughs> it's, that's one of the things that I really appreciate about the podcast is that we have people from all over the world that listen and it still blows my mind every time I think about it. So it's always good to hear from Blake. Agreed. Um, our next voicemail is from our good friend, Brad DeMag. Brad. Um, and I'm going to play that now. Hey, Bill and Dan, Brad DeMag calling in to congratulate you both on 300 episodes of Trek Geeks, even the Farkasons. You continue to highlight the joy and pain that Star Trek provides and the various voices in the community on the podcast network. So again, congrats on 300 and looking forward to 300 more. But if Dan gets abducted by Section 31 and never returns, we understand. Live long and prosper, gentlemen. You know, I the think hell? you could I think you <laughs> I think you can think of us as the givers of pain and delight. If you <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I, I'm I'm wondering why Section 31 would kidnap you, quite frankly. They need somebody um, to run the show and they know that I'll do it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this is you're not joking. Oh, no, of um, course I'm not joking. This is awkward now. <laughs> anyway, uh, even the farkisms? Come on, man. I, wow. Hey. It's it's the listeners. It's not the, me. The heart wants what the heart wants. No, yes, no, it really doesn't. No, the heart or the heart doesn't want what the heart doesn't want. I guess the heart's an idiot. <laughs> Speaking of which, who do we have next? Oh, <laughs> wow! <laughs> You're gonna get a suit again. Oh, and that's that's correct. The next voicemail is from the man, the myth, the legend, Fark, Bill, Dan, Trek Geeks three hundred. Who ever would have thought that this little podcast marriage would go this far? 300 episodes. Oh, yeah. By the way, it's Fark from Five Year Mission. Anyway, you know, you, you recognize the voice by this point. <laughs> uh, good enough to be mentioned every week. Good enough for my band to be the entirety of all the music that you play. But apparently not good enough for me to be a guest on episode 300. What's up with that? Back in 2015, episode 20, you first saw the first appearance of Fark. Matter of fact, I noticed that Dan was still referring to me as Andy at that point, and it weirds me out to think of it. Anyway, so, episode 300, Bill, Dan, love you both, miss you both, miss your faces, your faces. Anyway, congratulations, uh... Here's to 300 more and hope you drop dead. Okay. Bye. 
<laughs> wow. To- total um, park right there. You know, one might argue that by virtue of us playing that voicemail, he was a guest there on the go. 300th episode. I, I can, I will, I will say yes to that. Yes. Yeah. I, I think we have a quorum. Uh, I don't even know what that means. I don't know what that means, but um, all in favor say aye. Aye. All aye. those opposed? No. Motion carries. Motion there carries. There you go. Fark was a guest on 300. Yes. We did a little it. Robert's rules there. I like it. I got to um, say, for all the for all the stuff that we say about Fark and f he has a very cool radio voice. He should be one of those people that like is like the 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 eight to midnight shift at the romantic radio station. You know, ninety five point seven WZID. I'm Fark. It's one of those type of things because it's, it's pretty cool. His voice is like butter. Well, when we did the second Lido Deck episode. Mm-hmm. And we created the fake podcast network, the the Rumpus Room podcast network. The first person I thought of to to record the voice bumper for that was Fark, <laughs> uh, because it's just perfect. Yeah, it's exactly what I wanted. And it's yeah, his his voice is like butter. I mean, there's Barry White, there's Fark. Yeah, and that's all I'm saying. Everybody else, there's everybody it, it, else. It's, it's he is one of the things that I truly love about the fact that we've done this for so long is we get to become friends with people like Fark. We have a great time giving each other crap and 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 bashing on each other, but he's a great friend. He's hilarious. And uh, that's one of the positive aspects of what's come out of Trek Geeks. Are there any negative aspects? I, I want to be clear. Uh, recording with you every week. See, I'm back at it now. It's been an hour. It's back to, you know... Your face every, jokes. Every week. You haven't done it for five fucking months. It's, but it feels like every week. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's lame as you are. I'm sorry. Well, Dan, <laughs> our, our next voicemail is from one of our, our oldest and dearest friends from the podcast and also one of our Camp Kittimer admins. Yes. That is the lovely and talented Jackie. And here she is. Wow. 300 episodes. That's just crazy. Well, not really when you think that we're going to get at least 300 more. Can't wait, just like every episode, waiting with bated breath. Love you guys so much. Congratulations. You know, Camp Kittimer is an amazing place, as we talk about all the time. And one of the reasons it runs as well as it does is because of our admins. Obviously, Fark is one. Jackie is one of the others. And, of course, Haley being the the third in addition Mm -hmm. to you and I. Um, But Jackie has been with us pretty much from from the get. And um, we couldn't ask for a, a better friend to have come out of this. All, all the friends we've made from this are great. Yeah. Uh, Jackie is uh, Jackie is near and dear to us. She's very special. You know, it's amazing. Uh, the darkest of things going on in a person's life, she will find a ray of sunshine in it to make sure you know about. And that is, that is speaking from experience. She is a wonderful person. Uh, I am so glad that she's, uh, she's part of the Trek Geeks family being an admin over in Camp Kittimer and, and uh, she's a dear friend. So I really appreciate the message that she just gave us. Thank you, Jackie. She must know that you're the darkest thing going on in my life. The dark and, cloud. Yes. Oh, don't I know it. It's raining oh, on me every day. Every single day. Every freaking day. <laughs> well, Dan, our next voicemail is from our good friend Lionel, another one of our Patreonicals. And let's hear what he has to say. Hello, Bill and Dan. Lionel here. Congratulations on your 300th episode. And I just have to say, 300 is not dangerous. Well, maybe I should leave the impressions to Dan. Anyway, it's been a long road listening to the show turn into what it's become and watching the network grow, which is pretty awesome. So here's what we're hoping for many, many more episodes. Great job and keep up the good work. Well, that was fantastic. I love how he worked in a 
300 is not dangerous. That was pretty fantastic. It was, um, absolutely. Despite the fact it's from Cyrano Jones and Dan Davidson. They never, it will never get old. It will never get old, Bill. I hate you so much, Dan. <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't hate Lionel because Lionel's wonderful to us. <laughs> but Dan, you're a piece of junk. Wow. Okay, so you're back to what we usually are at also, I see. Well, I, I don't want to disappoint. Okay. I'm okay with it, though. I, I figure I've been doing it now for, for two ninety nine. I may as well wrap it around to three hundred. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> that's uh that's what we do. Lionel, thank you so much for the voicemail. Uh it was great to see you last year in Chicago. We hope we get to do it yeah. again at one of these cons sometime soon. Um Dan, our next voicemail hmm. is from our friend Pete Kennedy, um, who we've seen certainly in Camp Kittimer and oh yeah, and among places, but here he is now. Hey guys, this is Pete Kennedy from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I first found your podcast in the spring of 2019 on a random search through iHeartRadio, and I've enjoyed listening to you guys talk Trek ever since. I love your interviews with Trek actors, as well as the See It or Skip It podcasts. Those are always a lot of fun. Your fandom has reawakened my own. You guys inspired me to do a complete rewatch of DS9 and start up a complete watch of Voyager, soon to be followed by Enterprise and you inspired me to stay caught up on all of the current Trek shows as well. I'm a TNG lover at heart. That's my Trek sweet spot. But I absolutely love the Top 10 Worst TNG Episodes podcast you guys did with Jim Morehouse. I've heard that thing a hundred times, and I laugh each time I listen. I appreciate the positive community that you guys established on Facebook. I touch base with Kent Kittimer every day, knowing that even when opinions differ, people there will be respectful and welcoming. That is rare on social media and very much appreciated. Thank you both so much for everything that you two clowns have done for this franchise, for Trek fans across the globe, and for me personally. Congratulations on hitting this milestone of 300 episodes. I wish you nothing but continued success, as well as peace and long life. Wow. And to you as well, Pete, thank you so much for the voicemail. Um, That top 10 or bottom 10 episodes of TMG <laughs> was so long ago. I had almost forgotten about it. Yeah. Uh, and any, you know, anytime we have Morehouse on, you know, it's going to be something special, but uh, I got to say, I really appreciate what, appreciate what Pete had to say there, uh, especially with Camp Kittimer. You know, we wanted to make sure that there was somewhere out there where people could get together to talk about Star Trek in a positive way. And, and we don't allow the bashing and we will shut people down right away. We'll do it because we want people to go there, have fun, feel safe and talk about what they love. So I appreciate the fact, Pete, that you uh, uh, love going to Camp Kittimer every day. We certainly see you posting and we love it. Uh, and thanks for being a listener and a fan. And, um, that was a really special message. I really that one really hit me in the in the feels, buddy. Thank you for being a friend. Stop it right do, now. Do, do, do. You've got to watch the Golden Girl. I says watched the first did. episode a couple weeks ago. Wow, S- special! I was going to save it for a special occasion. I guess this is a special occasion. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I actually I got the whole series. It's all, all, it's all ready. Well, I did it because my nephew asked me if I would get it. So, uh, <laughs> so I did. And, and, and so I said, all right, I'll, I'll watch. So I watched the first episode. It is, it, that comedy still stands up today. It does. So what I've seen so far, you know, I'm not going to bash it. I'm not going to say I love it yet. Cause I'm only one episode in, but uh, I'm giving it a chance. The amazing part is that 
we right now are older than Betty oh. White is supposed to be in the Golden Girls. Uh, why did you have to even say that? <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. You're, well, dude, this just means at some point, you know, we spin off this podcast into the Golden Geeks and you and I are, <laughs> are, are still in the nursing home and, and recording podcasts. Thank you for being my fark. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, Pete, thank you again so much. Um, it, it's funny because you're the one of us that didn't want to do a Facebook group. I pitched you the idea. You said, no way. I want no part of that. Because I know what social media is like. And <laughs> I know, we made I know. it in a way that it is so much opposite of what I know social media to be. Everybody who listens to the show knows how much I hate social media. I purposely got myself suspended from Twitter so I wouldn't have to be on it anymore. Um, and I'm all the better person for it. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that we have a great place on Facebook where people can go and be safe and talk about Star Trek. Yeah, you did it the right way by getting banned. Yeah. I deleted my account and then it, it reappeared. See? Yep. And it didn't really take me very long. It took me like two tweets and it wasn't even that bad. So <laughs> nice job, Elon Musk, you dip. <laughs> <laughs> Did you realize mm. that, and this is a tangent, but you brought up Elon. Did you realize that the word felon and the phrase F Elon have the same letters? <laughs> Gee, I think that is the highlight of my day. You're welcome. Okay. Dan, our, our penultimate voicemail today is from our good friend, Ryan Jeffs. He who is always in Camp Kittimer. He was a patrionical. Mm -hmm. And he who is an unabashed fan of Star Trek Generations. I'm, good job, buddy. I'm 99% positive that's going to come up. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to click this voicemail anyway. So here we go with a voicemail from Ryan. Is this here the number for the Trek Geeps podcast? <laughs> This is Ryan Jeffs calling. I'm a longtime listener and patrionical, but first-time caller. I wanted to congratulate you on your 300th attempt to make a successful hostage tape. Maybe one day someone will pay the ransom. In all seriousness, though, I want to thank you for making us laugh, cry, or cringe along with you for 300 episodes. It is often said these days how this is the best time in history to be a Trek fan. And Bill and Dan, you are part of the reason that statement is true. Now, on to more important matters. Don't think I would call in and not bring this up. And Bill, if this is cut out, I know it will be no accident. But I just want to say, for the record, as Trek movies go, Generations is absolutely by far... Now, I want to state for the record, I did not cut any of that... That is where his voicemail ends, and I have the I, I have the paperwork to prove it. That is hysterical. I think he was going to say the best. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He, oh, he absolutely was. <laughs> That's but I love great. how he I love how he sets me up there. I think he did it on purpose, actually. I, I'm positive he did. I, I think that is wonderful. Um, I just love the Trek Geeps. That was that was the highlight of that voicemail. For that was me. good. That was fantastic. I, I accidentally skipped a voicemail, so I apologize. I need to go back and play one from our good friend, Jason Marks. How could you forget uh, Jason Marks? I, I accidentally skipped it. I just said, I didn't say I forgot it. Uh, okay. I accident it's in the list. I clicked on the wrong one. I, and Personally, I and thought you were saving the best for last, so I'm just going to put that out there. Well, there's still one more after him. So. I understand that. So you're saying now he's not the best? No. <laughs> Why would you that. be that you way, Dan? <laughs> You see what I did the, there? Just play the damn thing. Did you step on the garden rake. <laughs> hey, Bill and Dan. This is Jason Marks. I just wanted to say I've enjoyed listening to your podcast over the last few years and our interactions with each other through social media. You guys are the best. 
Here's the 300 more. Love you guys. Live long and prosper. You know, we always have a special place in our part in our hearts for a fellow Boston sports fan. Oh yeah. Um, so, uh, Jason, thank you so much, brother. Um, we always appreciate your support. He is probably one of the most frequent posters in Camp Kittimer. He just got an award for being a top poster. I saw the, I saw I saw the post and I'm like, yep, that makes perfect sense. He's fantastic. And you got, I got to say, when I was on Twitter, but I'm not anymore, I used to love those tweets about Boston sports. I'm sure he's keeping them going. Uh, oh, he absolutely is. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, he's a great guy. And, and dude, you're, you're a big fan of Boston sports. We got to get together and like, you know, have some beers over a Bruins game or something. Come on now. Let's do it. Hey, I'm I'm not I'm not disagreeing one bit. <laughs> I got to do it before I relocate someday. There you go. So Dan, one more voicemail to go. Um, I'm going to set this up just a little bit. So last year at Star Trek Las Vegas, or sorry, the, the convention formerly known as Star Trek Las Vegas, mm-hmm. one of our campers, Willow, um, came up to us with gift bags and care packages. Yes, simply just to get us through the weekend. You know, things like herbal tea. Yes. And, and and all kinds of stuff, snacks, because she knew we were in the booth all day. Completely unexpected. But it was so great to meet Willow last year, and she was, was kind enough to send us a voicemail. Here we go. Hey, Bill and Dan. It's Willow. Congratulations on number 300. That's a huge achievement. I appreciate the work that you guys put in, the hard work, and I appreciate equally the fun that you bring. So thank you for all of that. Here's to 300 more. And I can't wait to catch up in August. Take care. Be safe. Beautiful. So awesome. Willow, thank you so much. And thank you to everybody that sent a voicemail to be part of our 300th episode. Um, it, it's always great. It's it's just, we, we love the hell out of it, Dan. We really do. We really do. And, and, and you know, it's one thing, you know, we'll get voicemails. Uh, we, we used to get voicemails and we get, we get emails all the time. I think it's great to share these like we're doing in this in this episode. Um, it's really great to hear from everybody and then to let everybody hear what other people have to say. I think that's important. And and it, like I said, it, I'm so appreciative of the fact that people have taken the time out to congratulate us on our 300th and 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 talk to us. And, and you know, it doesn't have to be just for the 300th. Give us a call. You know, leave a voicemail. Make fun of Bill. I, I, I'll, I'll play him every day of the week. I, I wow. <laughs> wow, it, it came to that. You know, I'm surprised you haven't started a TikTok channel to make fun of me. Tick what? Yeah, see, TikTok exactly. is this thing that kids use. Yeah, I don't use that. I'm um, old. It's Don't I know it? I don't even know how to use Instagram, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, that's that's on my mind all the time because it's not that hard. I don't get it. I just can't figure it out. <laughs> I've been tagged on something. It takes me like 20 minutes to find it. I don't even bother. <laughs> so I, I was looking recently at, at some of the countries we've been listened to. Hmm. Or okay. The countries that have downloaded our episodes. Okay. And there are some of the heavy hitters. I mean, there's Canada, obviously there's the United States. Mexico, hmm. a goodly chunk of South America. There's Brazil. There's Bolivia. Really? Huh. Argentina, Chile. Um, but as we start to get into other parts of the world, Dan, our podcast has been downloaded in Russia. Okay. China, India, Nepal. Oh, okay. Up high. Hard to believe, right? Yeah. The United Arab Emirates. Okay. Nigeria. Hopefully Good. to be part of a scam, because that would be amazing. <laughs> the president Al- of Trek Geeks needs to give you 20 million <laughs> rupees or something. Algeria. Wow. Morocco. Hmm. Um, 
I'm pretty sure South Africa is one. Yes, it yes, is. I've been there. Australia, Indonesia, which I never An- expected. Antarctica? Uh, n- uh, no, not that I know of. Malaysia. Darn. Okay. Uh, Thailand. Wow. Um, obviously, Japan. I say obviously like it. It wouldn't be obvious. <laughs> I know. Uh, pretty much all of Scandinavia. All of Scandinavia. Okay. Uh, all of the UK. Yeah. Uh, Spain, Portugal, France, Belgium, the Netherlands, Germany, Poland, Latvia, Estonia, the Ukraine, Romania, Bulgaria, Turkey, Macedonia, Greece, Serbia, Hungary, Croatia, Austria, the Czech Republic, Switzerland, Italy, um, and th- that's th- wow. that's really just uh, now I'm nervous. That's off the top of my head. <laughs> now I'm nervous and I, I'm like worried that I've done something wrong. Well, countries we still have yet to conquer. <laughs> yeah, um, conquer. I like that. I, Iceland. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to get a you know, download or two in Iceland. That would be pretty cool. Greenland. Um, Greenland. That would also be very yeah. cool. Antarctica. Um, I, I would love that. I don't know that there's any internet service there. Oh, that could be. Maybe. Yeah, they found, didn't they find Captain America's shield there? That know. was at, I think, the North Pole, buddy. Oh, okay. That's true. It was. You're right. Good point. Yeah. Good correction there. Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, you know, over 300 episodes. That's amazing. We've been heard in all of those countries. And that, that's really kind of hard to wrap my brain around because yeah. when we first started, we thought maybe a dozen people would be listening. Yeah. We got to figure out if anybody's taking it up to the International Space Station. Wow. That would be awesome. <laughs> so you would like to be a Star Trek podcast in space? Yeah. Yeah. We can probably right. figure out a way to do that. I'm going to have to Let's talk see to what we can do to make that happen. I'm, All right. I'm I like it. I love it. I love it. Uh, I put you in charge of that. I will be right on that. Yeah. www.nasainspace.org. I don't, is that really the URL? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Not well, at all. Well, buddy, you know, we've, we've been talking a lot about ourselves this episode and we don't, we don't often do that. Um, no. And for anybody who's checked out long before this, believe me, dear, dear great bird of the galaxy, I understand. Because <laughs> um, there's only too much you can listen to two uh, middle-aged nerds. Middle? Oh, I'm being kind to us. <laughs> We're not yet senior citizens. We're not uh, in our 40s. No. Um, although we do qualify for AARP. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, anyone listening to these two pre-AARP <laughs> Trek podcasters, um, we're grateful. And if you've made it in Very this much. long, um, you really have a lot to talk about with your therapist. <laughs> um, you know, buddy, it's, it, it's been an amazing run so far and I'm, I'm excited and, and hopeful for the future as I look at the massive task list I have before Vegas. Yeah. Um, that, some of which is going to get sloughed off on you when you get back. Yeah. <laughs> By the surprise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm even more excited about the coming years. Uh, you know, it's like you said, it, it, we've always said that we'll, we'll keep doing this as long as it's fun. And the shorthand of that is we'll always keep doing it because it will always be fun. Absolutely. It will always be fun. That's one of the things that we've talked about before. We're only going to do this until it's not fun for us anymore. When is that ever going to happen? Uh, I don't I know. Mean, I, m- maybe when my memory goes Worse than it already has. I know you're waiting for me to do that. Um, it was. Uh, but uh, it's it's so much fun. And and I got to say, <clears throat> I'm going to do a special hello here for a second. Um, it's always great to welcome new people. 
who have started at Camp Kittimer yep. or listening to the podcast. We've met people in Vegas. We've met people in Chicago. A few weeks ago, I had the opportunity. Uh, Sue and I go to a, a, a breakfast place out in Londonderry, New Hampshire, very often. It's one of our favorite places. And I'm going to give it to It's Janie's Uncommon Cafe. It's a fantastic place in Londonderry. We go there at least twice a month, if not more. Um, and one day we were waiting to be seated, and, and the hostess was there and, and talking to other people. And Sue noticed that she had a TNG badge tattoo on her arm, and I didn't even notice it. And so after we ate, we were leaving, and I started talking to her, and I told her all about the show. I asked her what she liked, and I asked her if she had seen Picard. She hadn't watched it yet. She was waiting to binge it, and I said, no, you cannot wait. You have to start watching it now. So she started watching her. Her name is Carly. She's now a member of Camp Kittimer. She's listening to the show. I just wanted to give a special shout-out to her and thank her for, for becoming part of our Trek family. And that's one of the things that I enjoy the most. When you start talking to somebody about Star Trek, your eyes, their eyes just light up. You get excited talking about it, and that's what I feel like every time we sit down and record. Man, it's so much fun. It's uh, it's something that I am so happy that you talked to me about doing, and um, I just love you for it. It's great. Happy three hundred to you, buddy. Oh, happy three hundred to you too, buddy. You know, we wouldn't we wouldn't be here, you know, without all of the people we've met along the way. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly. Um, it's been a remarkable ride. Every person that has ever downloaded or listened to or interacted with this podcast positively or negatively. I mean, if you tried this show and you hated it, um, that's a part of our journey. Yep. And everybody has helped weave the fabric of this show. Um, it all matters in the scope of this show because we're not the podcast we started off as. Um, that, that hostage tape is rough. I'm not going to lie. Um, and we kind of sound like we know what we're doing, uh, which is even scarier. Um, uh, you, uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, you don't. I sound like a seasoned professional. There you I'm go. not the Thank one you. of us that went to broadcasting. Yes. I'm the color guy. I'm just there for the, for the yucking it up. <laughs> <laughs> just a bit outside. Ball four. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but uh, honestly, buddy, this, this thing never would have gotten off the ground if you hadn't actually taken the time to consider right. my request or my ask, if you'd want to do a podcast. Yeah. Once you learned about what they were and you saw, or you heard what they, what they are like, you were totally on board. And without you, this doesn't work. So I'm forever grateful to you for actually saying yes, because you could have just said no. No, <laughs> which I originally that. did. <laughs> no, but I mean, you could have stayed then, strident yeah. with that yeah. answer. Yeah. And none of this happens if you say no. So for as much as you like to give me the credit for the hard work that goes on, none of this hard work happens if you didn't agree to do it in the first place. Well, I, I really appreciate that. And, and it's funny. I, I cannot fathom what my life would be like. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, I am, I am, I am such a happy person. There, there are so many positive things in life, even with the unfortunate things that are going on right now. Such a positive, such a lucky person with all the things. I cannot fathom what my life would be like if I hadn't been doing this for the last eight years or however many years we've been doing it, 300 episodes long. It's, it is, it is built into my DNA. It is, it is always going to be here. And it's something that uh, I can't imagine living without. So thank you for bringing up the idea. And uh, it's uh, the next 300 are going to be just as great. Well, I hope so. But you're going to be on them. So it's, it's really hard to say. I, what a, I, 
And Thank so you is for your joining face. <laughs> I got I got one more nice one more nice thing I want to say and um, I was gonna wait and do this for the end of the show but I, I figured I'd do it now a little while ago you mentioned um, that I was gonna be away and and in just a couple of days I am taking a vacation with my wife and um, my nephew graduated from the Royal Veterinary College over in London uh, last year and we had planned to go over and visit him before the pandemic and then the pandemic hit and that went out the window and then we were going to go to his graduation last year and that went out the window because they still had protocol in place so we are going over in a couple of weeks and with all of the things that we are going to be doing while we're over there i have been able to carve out the time where this is going to be one of the best moments not only of the trip but maybe of my entire adult life i am going to be meeting a very special person in just a few days, and that is Bill, our senior producer of Trek Geeks, Jude Tatman. Uh, I have put together this um, get-together with his mom. I cannot wait for this to happen. He is such a wonderful young man, and um, it's going to be awesome. And this is one of the things that I talked about earlier about what is so special about doing this podcast, is you get to meet people like Jude, who has been so wonderful to us and and we've made him the senior producer and i'll tell you what uh i don't know if he's going to hear this before i get there he knows i'm coming but i can't wait to see you buddy it's going to be great i'm going to have a great time and it's just going to be without bill so that's going to even make it better so (laughs) be ready because it's going to be epic and i can't wait to see you my friend so uh, I'm going to spill the beans on this now. I'm assuming that you're taking with you the item I dropped off on your doorstep. Yes, I am. Yes. Okay. So Jude, when you hear this, um, well, the other day I posted my social media, a photo of my TNG uniform from 30 years ago. So Jude, I'm going to tell you the story about this because I meant to record you a video and I forgot. So here it is for everyone to hear on Trek Geeks. So a little over 30 years ago, I went to a convention in Providence, Rhode Island. It was the first TNG related convention I'd gone to. It was a creation show and Michael Dorn was the special guest. One of the things that the friend I went with at the time bought was a pattern for the TNG uniforms because I mean, dealer's rooms were like that. You get patterns for anything. He bought the pattern and then he says to me, he goes, look, I know somebody who can make this for us and it'll be cheap. It'll be even cheaper if we use sweatshirt material. So my custom made tailored for 1991 or two TNG uniform is made out of a very nice sweatshirt material. It is well worn. Um, and Jude, you can do whatever you want with it. If you want to, you know, use it, if it even even fits you, I don't know, but if you want to make alterations to it, if you want to throw it in the bin either way, but Jude, I am leaving you with my TNG uniform, um, as a, as a thank you, as a, as a, as a respect of your fandom and as a token of friendship, because buddy, you're the best and we love you. Well said. Wow. That's all you got. That's all I got. I'm going to cheer up if I say much more. So (laughs) I I will also say we got some other surprises for him, but that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Oh, I know some of the big surprises. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Dan, speaking of, uh, of thanks, um, Mm -hmm. as always, my thanks to you for, for being along for this ride. Um, I love you. I couldn't do it without you. Um, I, I know people think our relationship is weird. Some people have thought we're gay. Um, but we are just uh, two brothers, you know, who, who are not born into the same family. Right. And uh, you're it, buddy. Um, you're the brother I chose. And I'm, I'm so glad that you're a part of my life still. 
I uh, cannot say it any better than you did, man. Yeah, people thought we'd been married before. Yep. Um, it's kind of funny. Um, nope, we're just two friends that to have like a, a, a husband and husband relationship, and we just like to beat the snot out of each other verbally, but we still love each other, and we have a great time doing it, and we never mean anything by it. We're always there just having fun doing what we do, and uh, I love sitting in this chair when we record uh, and having a great time, and even when we're not recording, having a great time when we get together. Uh, it's 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 important to have good people in your life, and you, my friend, are right there up the top, so thank you. And obviously, thank you to everybody that's listening. Um, Truck Geeks is, of course, Dan and I, but it doesn't work without all of you putting us in your ears, so um, sincere, you know, massive thanks to you all, because Trek Geeks is what it is today because of all of you. Um, and I know you agree with that, because if you don't, I'm going to slap you. I don't want to be slapped, so I agree with you. I agree you know with you who, anyway. You know who does want to slap you, Dan? And that's oh, I know. Fark from Five Year Mission. Uh, especially after what I said earlier, yeah. Especially after you didn't make him a guest on this episode. But he was. Um, uh, but I mean, you didn't you, know, you didn't make him an actual guest. Because you are the VP of Guest Relations for Trek Geeks. Yeah, and I don't um, want this show to suffer, so. Wow. <laughs> wow. Joke, joke. Anyway. But we do want to thank the band Five Year Mission for 300 episodes of their amazing music. Um, I, I emailed them on a wing and a prayer and Fark replied one day and said, sure, you guys can absolutely use their music. And then it turned into outfitting our entire podcast with yeah. their music. And it was the, the best, you know, thing I, I mis, mis, mistake myself into. Um, it was pure happenstance and it couldn't have been a more a happier accident. So, um, many, many thanks to five year mission. Please go out to five year mission.net, get all their albums, get that physical media in your hands because you know, when the, the machines take over now that there's all this AI, you're mm. going to be happy. You've got your CDs, um, because they'll keep you, you know, happy when, you know, the machines are taking over the world. So that's five year mission.net, Dan, uh, go get some music. It's funny because I could not think of doing this podcast with anybody but you, and I could not think of having anyone else's music but Five Year Mission. So thanks, uh, gang, for for being part of our family. But Bill, I got to say, with regards to what we've been talking about, there's been so much good uh, going on that we've been talking about. The battle of good versus evil, my friend, has always been around. Uh, there's always been that constant fight of what is right and sound and true versus what is evil and manipulative and poisonous. It's like the best drummer versus the worst. Oh my. The most amazing Star Trek musicians versus the ones that can barely lift a drumstick. I like to think of it as, oh, I don't know, the prophets versus the Fark Wraiths. And I, I shudder at what would happen if evil trumped good. So just keep that in mind when you're tucking yourself into bed tonight. The Fark Wraiths could take over everything if not for the prophets and those wormhole aliens, my, my friend. So keep that in mind. I'm shuddering right now. What? <laughs> I I had hoped that for our 300th episode, you might, you know, maybe class the joint up, maybe, you know, bring your A game a little bit. Um, but no. <laughs> I, um, I, I beg to differ. Please. You don't I, have to I, beg. 
<laughs> okay. Well, all right. Well, um, I'll, I'll, I'll do better next time, I guess. I, I highly doubt that. <laughs> As Fark uh, says, it was episode 20, and this has been 280 episodes of just pain. <laughs> when does the delight happen? That's what I want to know. Pain and delight. You know, I know. More, it's the next couple of weeks while you're in the UK. There you go. <laughs> um, fiveyearmission.net, please. Go get their music. Okay? Just do it. Of course, don't forget, you too can support the podcast of Trek Geeks by subscribing to us on Patreon, where you can get all kinds of exclusive perks, like the ones Dan is mailing out right now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm always, you know, I've been, I've been working hard at, at, at mailing stuff out. You know, we had some pins not too long ago. We had some shirts not too long ago. We're going to have some more shirts pretty soon. Um, so you know what, you're going to get some great swag, uh, just for being a member. But right now we want to take a moment and thank our associate producers for Trek Geeks. As always, we are so grateful for their continued support. And they are Vikram Bhatt, Chad Clark, Corey Clay, Brad DeMag, William Edward M. Jr., Brandon Everidge, Andy Fark, Kimberly Francis, Brian Hackwith, Jonathan Hamilton, Ryan Jeffs, John Krikorian, Rick Mason, Jamie McGregor, Ross McKinney, Aaron Mollenkoff, Helen Reed, Sarah Rutlinger, Tim Robertson, Desi Rogers, Greg Rozier, Eric Sakian, Adam Sanders, Tim Serdar, Heather Sohn, Blake Strike, Lisa Tomlinson, Jessica Dax Vincent, Ron Robel, Kaylee Zawicki, and the gracious and wonderful Connie Hutchins. Oh, that was very nice. Pip, pip, old boy. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, wow, you even got a little uh, UK stereotypical there. That's really great. Um, <laughs> you've managed to offend two countries <laughs> between <laughs> the great nation of Australia uh, and uh, well, I, that was Great very, Britain. I, 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 okay. Sorry. That's right. Australia used to be a prison colony anyway. Nobody cares. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm wow. kidding. We also want to thank our Trek Geeks producers for their support. They are Mike Bovia, Steve Bovia, Chaz Bradshaw, Kyle Castillo, Peter Craig, Andy Davenport, Craig Ewing, Jackie and Chris Hackney, Kimberly Hartman, David Hood, Sean Lynn, Lionel Marchand, Matt McGonigal, Jim McMahon, Darren Metcalf, Charlie Mulvey, Sean O'Halloran, Casey Pettit, Jamie Rogers, Casey Shafsky, Terry Shull, Jim Stoffel, Chris Trebuzio and the lovely and punctual Christina Werther. Punctual. That's funny. <laughs> wow. Dan, it's the 300th. <laughs> Let her have the punctuality. <laughs> Dear me. Of course, Dan, the senior producer of Trek Geeks mm. is the ostentatiously audacious Jude Tatman. I'm going to shake his hand in like 72 hours. Something I like hope, that. I don't know how I, many hours it is, but it's, it's not too long. I hope he kicks you. Okay, well, thank you. Uh, you too can become a producer of Trek Geeks, and it's so easy to do. Head on over to patreon.com slash trekgeeks for all the details. Dan, the next time we reconvene, hmm. whatever the hell that <laughs> is, um, we're going to uh, do an episode that we were going to do last year and had to put off, and it would be the uh, the episode that brought Star Trek back to television. Huh? I don't. I didn't read the copy. I don't. I don't know what you're talking. There about. is no copy. <laughs> I'm making a, an executive producer decision. Wow! Look at listen to this. Put yeah. me on the spot. Yeah. All right. Encounter. So, what yeah. episode's that? The one that brought it back. Yeah. That's Encounter. Star Trek back to television. Encounter at Firepoint. No. Um, 2017. Uh, 
Wow. Discovery. Super there fan. we go. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What that? I'm like, TNT was in the night in 19th century or 19, whatever. Um, so you completely screwed me up. Yes, we're going to do Voy- We're going to do Discovery. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Five that years. Would, that would be uh, Star Trek Discovery season one, episode yes. one, the Vulcan hello. Vulcan hello. Yes. Um, because Dan doesn't remember things. The Vulcan hello and the Giorgio goodbye, all in the same episode. Uh, and the Davidson goodbye, if you keep going like this. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so that's anyway. the Vulcan hello the next time we get to do a Trek Geeks after Dan gets back from the United Kingdom. Hello. Uh, jolly good. Ah, there you go. See, now you did it too. <laughs> <laughs> it's come tea and crumpets. <laughs> ah, g'day. That's for pleasure. Um, Dan, for even more great Star Trek discussion, we want everyone to check out the other member podcasts of Trek Geeks. You know, we've got so many passionate shows with passionate fans. And Dan, we just welcomed a, we are welcoming a brand new show to the network, the big sci-fi podcast, yeah, which uh, is brand new to the Trek Geeks family. And we are so excited to have them on board. It really is great to welcome new people to the to the uh, to the network. We're we're so excited, um, and they're going to fit right in. I mean, they they don't talk just Star Trek. They got other things that they talk about, and we're sure that you are going to just absolutely love them. Trek geeks, Bill, I got to say, Trek geeks, no one. I'm telling you right now. Write this down. Type it up. Email it to your friends. No one talks Trek like we do. No one. No one. And they should just not even try. No, don't bother. No. And of course, for all the news on all the Star Trek show, please visit our dear friends at treknews.net. For now, this has been the 300th episode of the Trek Geeks podcast. Thank you all so much from the bottom of our hearts. Live long and prosper. And for a special 300th episode, I'm going to now say coconut 300 times without stopping. One, two, Music for Trek Geeks is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing an original song for each episode of Star Trek. Hear more of their music at fiveyearmission.net. Trek Geeks is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. It's been a while since we've done this, but um, I think the words I say now at this time are ding dong, Dan Davidson is dead. Wow. That's the, wow. No, that's not it. That's not it. <laughs> try, try again. Rewind that one and try it again, Mr. Man. Um, how Big about- Big dong? No, no, that's not it. Definitely uh, not. <laughs> let's try to keep this PG because remember this goes out in the public uh, that's, feed that's pg come on now it's 2020 um how about surprise motherfucker <laughs> i don't i think the mine wasn't as bad 36 seconds <laughs> can't write that down let me try let me try um but, uh
Bing, Big Bang, Piggy Bank. That's got to be it. Big Bong, Big Smoke a what? Anyway, Bing Bong. <laughs> That's Sheldon laugh you do is just stupid. I know it's, I'll do it forever because I just love the show so much, and I just watched it before I came upstairs. Hey, buddy. Hey, how are you? Oh my God, it has been a long, long time. It's been a long time. Road. Oh, no, I would never say, say that. No, <laughs> it's uh, it has been, and um, it's it's good to be sitting here in front of this microphone again and uh, getting ready to talk some Trek with you, my friend. There's been a lot of news that's happened while we've oh my been God, away. So much discovery being canceled. Oh, hard finishing its third oh my season. God, Picard. Oh my God, um, so good. I just all all kinds of stuff. Uh, Lots of stuff. Starfleet Academy series being greenlit. Yeah. Um, I. Uh, it's. Uh, I feel like, I feel like we've been doing this all along and not at all. At Section time. thirty-one movie. Don't forget that, pal. Yeah, well, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? You forget the big one? Uh, with that's Oscar not the big winner. one, though. Michelle, no, it's not. It really isn't. Um, but uh, it's it's still not the series they promised. It's right, and you and so you're still right about that because <laughs> you know you're always right. I think we've renamed that channel on our our Patreon Discord server. From S31 to Vaporware. <laughs> that's right. We actually have. Yep, that's correct. Because, and, that's, and that was suggested, you know, by Patreonicals. Yeah. Um, because that show is yet to happen. Yeah. Um, and won't. And, and, and won't. Yeah. But, you and know, honestly, that's all right. I'm fine with it if we get Star Trek Legacy or something like it. Which I would, I would, you know how a big a fan of the Mirror Universe I am and Section 31? I would throw those all out the window for a Star Trek Legacy series, baby. You know, I, with oh, but run okay. by Terry. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it though. Run <laughs> yes. by Terry. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, um, I, I think that much like the Borg, hmm. um, it's time to be done with the Borg, with Section Thirty One, um, with the Mirror Universe, mm-hmm. because we've just done them to death, to death. Uh, and and I, I said it a thousand times. As big a fan as I am of them get some new stuff let's get the new stuff going we need we need new adversaries yeah yeah absolutely and even if we had old adversaries that we haven't talked about what about those little critters that were like sticking out Riker, uh, the admiral's neck and Riker was kicking him in the face and conspiracy baby that oh that would be a great storyline <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i heard a lot of people talking about that um i loved all the theories that people had yeah. for Picard season three and who the big bad was eventually going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause some people thought it was going to be the Paul Wraiths, which never made any sense to me. It still would have been fun. No, it wouldn't have because you I can't do the Paul Wraiths without Cisco. I understand that, but it, well, at, people would have dissected it when I, if it had happened, I would have been like, Oh my God. Cause I actually said to you, I think at one time, wouldn't it be unbelievable if the face was Guldicott brought back in some form as a Paul Wraith, but that's just cause I'm a big Guldicott fan. So, Right, but yeah, it's you. It, it's I, it I made get it. sense what happened. Of course, we don't want to do spoilers, but it made sense with everything that they did, and I'm eternally grateful for what happened. Well, we've already talked about the Borg, so I mean, Star Trek Picard is in the wild. If you haven't watched it yet, right? Go do it already. God, oh my God, there's nothing more important right now than watching Picard. Um, but I mean, you know, the Parath were all about darkness and light. Mm-hmm. You know, for their darkness, you had to have the light of the emissary of the prophets to counterbalance it and to fight it. Um, and so you can't, you literally cannot do the Paw Wraith without the Emissary of the Prophets. 
And yeah. there is no way that Avery Brooks is ever coming back to Star Trek. Right. Yep. Yep. And that's not a slight on Avery Brooks in any way. No, it's just, it, we, we know it's not going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, somebody pointed out on Twitter and I, I can't remember who it was off the top of my head, but if you look at the, the theatrical poster art for Star Trek first contact, the Borg queen has red eyes. Yep. And Jack had red eyes when he was, um, transmitting to mm-hmm. the sleepers. Yep. The which is what I'll call them. The other thing that I noticed that somebody pointed out on Twitter, in addition to that, is when he was having his episodes, there were these red vines all around him. Yeah. And in Star Trek First Contact, when the when the title card is pulling back, red vines start crawling across the letters. I never saw that ever until somebody pointed it out. I never I didn't noticed think they it were at red all. vines. I thought it was just, you know, Twizzlers? the logo being assimilated. Yeah, well, yeah, I th- I, yeah, and I'm not sure. We'll have to, if we ever get a chance to talk to Terry, we'll have to ask him, is that what the Red Vines represented uh, in, in Picard? I thought they just represented the uh, the place that, you know, uh, was it uh, Raritan 4? Oh, yeah, when he, when he was talking about the flowers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe, I don't know. But anyway, I don't, I don't know. we've gotten, we've, we've run a field. We've gone way off track. I just, I'm just way glad off. to see you, man. It's been like four Are months. Are you? I am, actually. So- the reason we've been gone so long is that kind of like a year and a half ago or so, our professional lives have just been turmoil. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, we've had to return to the office three days a week. Um, and we weren't necessarily prepared to return to the office three days a week. Yeah. Um, you weren't supposed to have to go at all and now you do. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's not been great for mental health. It's not been great for, um, Job satisfaction. It's not nope. great for a great many things. Yes, we're both grateful to be employed. True. Yes, we are. Um, but I was even more grateful to be working remotely. There's a there is a difference between being employed and being proud of the place that you work for and being employed and just working to collect a paycheck. And with all of the crap that has gone on with our work over the last year and a half, and especially the last five months, that's all it is for me. It is just a place where I go to earn my money because I work hard and then I come home. And I get it. This is a first world problem I got, yep. you know, um, yep. I, I totally admit that I freely acknowledge it. It doesn't minimize the impact of it on my life. Right. Um, on top of everything else with work, I will let people know that in addition to that, I've had the added stress of having some really serious health problems with my mom, which we are dealing with and are continuing to deal with as we record this uh, today. Um, things have gone really horribly ever since my dad died almost two years ago mom has had one health problem after another and over the course of the last couple of months it's really gotten bad where she's been in the hospital now three and a half weeks and that's only for this round because she had gotten home from the hospital was home for a week and then has now been in for three and a half weeks so things are not great there so that's been taking up a lot of time energy and stuff like that and it's unfortunately caused us to be on a bit of a hiatus and and i feel bad about that but as we've always said life always comes first and even when it's parts of life that we don't like to deal with. So that's what's been happening. That's a hundred percent true. I mean, because at the end of the day, this is, this is not our day job, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and things like family must come first. So it's, it's, it's a painful decision for you and I, because we love doing this so much, but it's a necessary decision because um, things, things got to get taken care of. I mean, your mom is important and, um, 
she, her health is is one of the most important things, you know that 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 could concern you at this point. So I I totally get it. Believe me. And it's it's another thing, and 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 I'm very serious when I say this. On top of the work stuff and the mom stuff, I've <laughs> laid in bed at night awake saying, "Oh my God, we haven't put an episode out in X number of months," and that's stressful because we love doing it. We have a great group of Patreons who support us. We have a great um, fan base of people that that like to listen to us two weirdos talk about trek so much and love it and and it it makes me feel bad that we have not been able to do it for a long time so finally i said dude we gotta we gotta do it i'm still dealing with stuff and and on top of everything else i'm getting on a plane in two days um and and have been wrestling with whether or not that's actually going to have to take place because of what's going on with mom so right it's it's been really hectic and crazy but i am very happy to be sitting here again after so long uh to do this and i'm and i'm looking forward to it brother well, I mean, as well you should be. I mean, it's been the last really year and a half have been probably the the most challenging ones since we started doing the show. I mean, we've been around now for just over eight years. This is our three hundredth episode. What? Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of mind blowing. Um, but you know, life has thrown more at us in the last eighteen months than I think you and I really anticipated. Yeah. So you know it doesn't, what matters most is how you rise. Right. So all we can do is, is take care of the things that need taking care of. And then when time allows, uh, crank out the best little Star Trek podcast in the alpha quadrant, um, and show everybody how it's done. Did I, I say we, that out loud? I think we can do that. Cause did I say that out loud. You did. Cause it's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> What a jerk I am. God. <laughs> yeah, but you're you're our jerk. And so it's it's okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I um so this past weekend, yes. my oh, wife yes. Kelly and I were in Chicago, Illinois at a at the, the reunion con. It's a an interactive fan convention for the television series The Office, the US version of the of mm-hmm. the show. And my wife is a a huge, huge fan of The Office, as you know, Dan. Yes, absolutely. Um, but Rain Wilson from The Office, who also played Harry Mudd in season one of Star Trek Discovery, yeah, uh, was also there, and he was the huge draw in addition to all of the other cast members they had. And man, what a weekend it was at Navy Pier in Chicago. We had a great, great time. Um, um, you know, I, I got, I got Rain to sign my Discovery print, so now I can, I can finally get that framed, which I've been mm-hmm. saying I'm going to do for t- two and a half, three years. <laughs> But then I got him. I'm like, wow, I got to add him to it. I mean, he's yeah. Harry Mudd. Um, I met Stanley from The Office. You know, I met uh, uh, Badger from Breaking Bad, who was in yes. a few episodes of The Office. Yeah. We talked about Tulaberry Pie. Oh, good. I'm glad you did get to talk about that. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> um, Toby from The Office. I, we got to meet him. What a, just a, a wonderfully delightful guy. Um, and just so many, so many great cast members. Um, it's, it, it was, right up there among my convention experiences, most of which have been Star Trek, quite frankly. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, it was a fantastic time. And Kelly and I just, we had a, a really, really fast weekend. Yeah. Well, you you sent me, you, you posted and you sent me some of the pictures of the photo op with, um, I can't remember her name right now, when she got hit by the car. Okay, Flannery is Oh perfect. my God, yeah. that was hysterical, that picture. And and it, it sounds like that the, the people that put that convention on know what they're doing based on what you were telling me. And this is only the second con. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, there are things to improve for sure. There's some parts of it they just 
haven't thought about and I get it like the whole entry into the convention mm -hmm. minor thing but I got to tell you the photo ops the professional photo ops are the best ones I've ever had at a convention that's awesome the company that runs them they're called pose um, they run them like clockwork they're very orderly you know where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be but the most important thing Dan is they have six high speed printers there on site you that's get awesome. your photo and your digital copy which does not cost you extra like 10 minutes after you've taken your photo. That's awesome. It's like being on a Disney ride. You know, when you get your photo at the end. Yep. Um, pass, pass. you've already paid for it. A photo pass, photo pass. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So it was, it's it really, I wish STLV would, would hire these guys because it would be a huge upgrade on the photo ops. Yeah. I, d I will say that when uh, we were in Chicago last year, um, I was able to get my picture with the late great Anne. And um, Annie, I should say, and they had those high speed printers in the back, so I got my picture with her uh, yeah. immediately. Which, but that's not something that we have ever seen with uh, with STLV and Creation. So no, uh, it's I think it's definitely a, a Readpop thing. I don't know if Readpop uses those guys or not, hmm. or a similar company, but it was it was lights out. It stood head and shoulders nice above every experience I've ever had at, at Trek Vegas. That's great. I'm, gl I'm glad to hear that. It makes me look forward to possibly doing other non-Trek conventions at some point. I've always talked about how I would love to find a grim convention to take Sue to because yeah. we both love that show. They used to do them. I haven't been able to find any uh, since the uh, pandemic, but uh, I'd love to do something. And I, I, if I do find something, I hope it's by the same people that, that did your, your one for The Office. It would be pretty amazing. I'm not going to lie. Cool. I like it. Well, like buddy, are you uh, are you ready to do this for the three hundredth time? Three hundred times, I am ready. We've been sitting on this one for a while. It's going to be fun. Let's do it. And congratulations, my friend. Congratulations to you too, buddy. Here's to uh, here's to a thousand more. Okay, I was going to say three hundred, but a thousand's good. I like it. Oh, why 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 double it? Why not just try to you know blow it out of the water? There you go. Kind of like our hopes and dreams. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>